What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Board to Death, a board game and tabletop podcast that's slightly ashamed of the amount of games it's purchased since the stay-at-home orders went in place. Mm, You're ashamed? I don't want to talk about it. Well, then you're probably ashamed. Yeah. You don't want to talk about it. There's got to be a reason. I think we've... I mean, I've kind of lost count. I mean, it hasn't been that many. It's been a few. It's like four. Pandemic. Fox in the Forest. Space Park. Dice City. Dice City. Deep Vents. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. That's five. Yeah. Okay, so it's a little more than normal, but we also haven't spent money other places, so call it a day. Yeah, booze and board games. Anywho, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, We have a a pretty extensive show to get into. We're going to be talking about uh, vacationing and and board games and and how to bring your favorite (sighs) stuff with you. But uh, but unfortunately, I know you guys are here for fun and joking and shit like that, but... Um, it'd be pretty tone deaf of us not to talk about what's been going on with stuff in Minneapolis and stuff around mm-hmm. the country in New Jersey and New York and every other, you know, everywhere, everywhere, major metropolitan areas, small town America. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the police brutality bullshit is kind of made its way into every facet of American life. And here we are and we'd be pretty fucking stupid not to talk about it and how uh how we've like kind of digested a lot of it over the past few weeks so um yeah yeah i mean it's not obvious um and it isn't always obvious black lives matter yeah end of sentence the rest of it doesn't matter and mattering is the bare minimum Mm -hmm. right so yeah, I mean, you know, when we were starting uh, some preparations to talk to just bring this up and talk about it, we were trying to look up um, uh, designers of color, but specifically board game designers who were black. And, um, you know, the list the list isn't too long. Um, and there are, there are definitely some folks out there. Um, and, you know, I think we, we've talked about this before, how we would talk about um the board game community and and who lives in the board game community and who doesn't feel welcome um and there are various uh various groups of people who might fit there but this is what we're talking about now so yeah and it's i mean it we don't bring a new perspective to anything right like full disclosure we're two very white mid-30s Humans living in I'm, Baltimore. I'm not mid-30s yet. How dare you? You're getting there. Not quite. Me neither. I'm early really. 30s. Yeah, because we're both early 30s. Yeah. I'm just saying. Don't don't call me mid-30s yet. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, we're living in a city like Baltimore that's dealt with its fair share of police brutality and... And over, inequities and... And over-policing and, you know, un- unfortunately, it is a problem with with black people and it is a problem that they have to deal with day in and day out and for it's not a problem with them it's a problem against them it's a problem that exactly no words matter you're right Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's unfortunate that it has to happen to one select group of people for it to matter to everybody right like and it's not just 
it, police brutality affects everybody. When it happens to people of color in your neighborhood, it happens to black people in your neighborhood, it happens to Hispanic or Latino or Asian people in your neighborhood, it affects your neighborhood. And if you're not saying anything, you're not speaking out, you're not speaking your mind, you're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. One of my friends uh, said white silence is violence. Yeah. So not, sh- not saying shit is you saying a lot. Yeah. And so... This is, you know, this might not be what you came here for, but this is true. This is real. So. Yeah. And unfortunately, like we said, our, our, our hobby that we love so near and dear, we made a podcast and a website about is predominantly white. And it's unfortunate because it is something that can be and is and should be enjoyed by many cultures, many ethnicities, many, I, I feel like board games, video games, music are like such great equalizers that like. It's unfortunate that everybody has to like stop, take a really shitty breath, and be like, "This is what the fuck's going on." Mm-hmm. And if you say all lives matter, you're a fucking piece of shit. I mean, it, I mean that in the most sincere way. Mm-hmm. So that's all we really have to say about that. We do want to highlight one board game from, uh, and and unfortunately, like we we tried to do some research. Like this, like Kayla said, there just aren't that many designers of color, right? Mm-hmm. And we have even had a problem where we're trying to find, like, like women designers for board games or, but, like, predominantly men. Like, that's what, like... Yeah. But, I'm, but we're not talking about women yeah. specifically right now. But there is a really cool board game. Um, so it's designed by uh, a a design group called Board Game Brothers, and it's called Rap Gods. Unfortunately, we have we tried to pick this up when we heard a lot of it being uh, promoted through a lot of BLM stuff and a lot of people trying to support black-owned businesses, black, black artists. Black artists. And it's... We thought this would make... This would be a good place in particular for, uh, you know, given that this is our hobby, we were like, this is a good place for us to spend, to spend our money. And uh, everyone else beat us to that punch. Yeah, unfortunately. So... Uh, if you can find it, send us some pictures. If you're playing it, let us know how it is. Uh, we'll look up some videos of people playing it and hope we give our feedback about it in the future. But uh, build rap skills, make money, earn street cred, start be, be a rap god. Goals. Yeah. Not for me, I guess, because let's be honest. That's not my skills at all. But I'm here for this game. Yeah. Looks great. Looks so. very colorful. That's what I'm here for, aesthetics. Well, we I mean, we covered that in components, so <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. And with all that, you know, being said, um, white people, shut up and listen, right? There's a point where you need to speak out and call out the bullshit, but, you know, don't be the first voice, be the next voice. Yeah. So. I mean, I... I I agree with you, and I don't agree with you. It's a good time to to listen, but it's also a good time to not be silent either. So and, that's, and that's like, you know, take take some social cues. You know, if if you're really uh, struggling with it, uh, do some Google searching. And literally, I shit you not, say into fucking Google because it's the world we live in today. Uh, how as a white person can I support Black Lives Matter? And that's all you have to fucking do. There's no shame in being ignorant about it. Fix your mistakes now. And, uh, yeah. yeah. One of the podcasts that I listened to uh, last week said, there's no shame in being late to 
to saying Black Lives Matter, but there is shame in that being the only thing that you do. So I'm paraphrasing another podcast. Just those those eloquent words were not my own, but I agree with it. And I talked about it today at work with someone too. Fair enough. You know, and if you can't go out and protest, if you can't, you know, uh, with the uh, current events of stuff going on, if you're immune compromised, if you're just nervous about being around large groups of people, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, you can donate and help. Donate to, of course, Black Lives Matter. There's the Loveland Foundation, Color of Change, Reclaim the Block, the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund, and Campaign Zero. So those are among a few, many others. Among many others, but those are a lot that we've been uh, seeing people post about and stuff that we followed up with. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. So, um, before we get into that, uh, with uh, before we get into our topic at hand with uh, vacationing and board games, all the states are starting to open back up. Yeah. Pretend like stop. Pretend like everything's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. People eating in the streets uh, on a picnic table, <laughs> like everything's okay. Or inside, which is even worse. Inside with a plastic divider up, like everything's cool. Just rather stay home. And that's what we've been doing. Um, we've been letting a very select few of people who we don't think would lie about being bitten by a zombie in the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And they're coming back into our home. And we've been busting open some games and drinking on our porch and... Yeah. Hanging out with people again. It's kind of... I feel I feel like with all the shittiness that's been going on the past few months with coronavirus and then the protests and everything that's kind of just culminated into like the first six months of a very strange year. Very strange year. I didn't think I would be so excited to like be like, hey, nobody's coughed in your eyes yet, right? No? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, come come in. We'll order some takeout and we'll, <laughs> we'll play play some board games. And hey, just sit on my couch and we could talk like the old days. Like the old days. In person, not over Zoom. Yeah. No more Zoom, please. Don't ever want to do that again. I'm actually Zooming all the time because work. But yeah. no more uh, extracurricular Zoom, please. Maybe that one. That's fair. No more, no more Zoom after hours. Yeah, I mean, we do play D&D via a Google Hangout, and it's kind of the same. Yeah, but, but I feel D&D. like, But I also feel like I don't have to look at the screen to enjoy the game. Like, Also, we couldn't play with our whole crew in person anyway because people live in different states. Yeah. So it wouldn't be possible without that. That's different. That's true. Plus, you don't have to like look at somebody's stupid fucking face the whole time. You can look at like. Wow, the map. is that what you're saying about all of the people we play D and D with? Maybe they're tired of looking at my stupid fucking face. They're definitely tired of looking at your face. That's fair. I know I am. So, yep, bust out our giant Connect Four on our front porch. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm really tired of losing at the Ancient World. And that's really where I'm putting my flag in the dirt. Oh yeah. I just keep crushing you constantly. Fucked up. And it's not a short game. It's a two hour game to lose. And I crush you every time. Every time. It's great. I think I won once. Yeah, I think you won once and like the I I had a minus two at the end because one of my people was starving. Good. And that's how you won. You won by like two points. Good. I'll show them. Yeah, you'll show them. Yep. Alright, so uh we're gonna break down what we think. We could be completely wrong, and our opinions don't matter because it's a fucking podcast, and you could turn us off whenever. Please don't. Please don't. We appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it. 
hopefully. Yeah. But uh, what makes a good travel game? And this could be like, you know, road tripping it for a weekend, a week, uh, popping onto a plane, flying halfway across the country, the entire country, yep. wherever. We're going to talk and break down what we think are good features to uh, enjoy board gaming when you're not in your own home. Yeah. So the first thing is, uh, does size matter? Um, yes, John? Dicks. Good joke. Yeah, that's all I got. I, that was a good joke, John. Uh, I you think really it, nailed it. Yeah, I know. But don't. Here we are. Yeah, so I I do think size matters, unfortunately, because some some of the best games that we have are massive big box games. Mm-hmm. Where you know I'm a component whore. I love when things have a good place on the table. I love a big sprawling board and intricate pieces. And when you know there's just a time and a place for something to completely take over your kitchen table. And play it. Yep. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, sometimes you're not checking a bag. Yeah. So you just don't have room. And you don't want to check a board game. What are you talking about? We have. TSAs, they'll fuck your shit up. Like a big board, a big box. We've never checked a big box. No, but we've checked a reasonably sized box. Yeah. I mean, it's not convenient because uh, I get more concerned about, even if I am checking my bag with it, that... um, I don't know, my suitcase is going to collapse. Just blows it's easier open. to replace my clothes than it is to replace my board game. It's true. Especially now. So, yeah, uh, smaller stuff tends to obviously work well. Stuff that you could... You know, we in the past have removed things from boxes <laughs> That's to right. put into like fucking Ziploc bags and pack those into things. Mm-hmm. Just cause, Like freezer bags. Yeah. And well, <laughs> that looks so dumb when we're it traveling. Really, it really does. It looks like just fucking weird ass toys for adults. Mm-hmm. Look really stupid. But yeah, um, just like as a quick side note, um, and from one of our friends, uh, Jen, who used to own a board game shop, we had asked her a while back. I was like, this game can clearly fit in a smaller fucking box. Why is it in this big box? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that size, like money that you spend on a game. And the amount of space it takes up on a shelf is like um, a like a cost analysis that a lot of people do with their eyes, right? So mm-hmm. if you're paying for a thirty or forty dollar game and it's in this tiny box, somebody feels like they're not getting their money's worth. Mm-hmm. So just as a side note, that's why a lot of that shit when you bust open a box sometimes and has that cardboard insert to block off space. Ugh, I hate that shit. So dumb, but that's why. Which is interesting. But, yeah, then you're also thinking about games that will pack and unpack easily, right? You don't want to be going through... When you're ready to play a game, you don't want to be going through your shit for 15 minutes trying to find the game. So, for example, um, we have regularly vacationed in Myrtle Beach, and that's about, what, an eight-hour drive yeah. for us. So, since we're not flying, uh, we usually would pack uh, this one big-ass duffel bag that you have and because board game boxes fit in there just right and we could see every game in there they'd be all lined up just perfectly and so everything could pack real easily in there yeah um another another key thing for making a good travel game i think is something with low complexity right unless you do have the advantage of having a car with room and you're going to bring down a whole library of shit and you're spending a week somewhere with a decent sized table and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. home away from home scenario. But if you're not, uh, you want to, you know, you don't, 
you're still on vacation, right? You want to bring some of the stuff that you want to do. But if all you're doing is playing board games in a place that you flew fucking three or four hours to, it's a, I mean, it's a waste of fucking time, right? Now you don't want to sit there reading a rule book on vacation. That's, I think that's basically what you're getting at. Yeah. You don't want to read that novel from the ancient world or Mice and Mystics. Yeah. We still, well, we still haven't finished that game of Mice and Mystics. So rule heavy. So many rules. But, yeah, um... Yeah, and then there's also thinking about, uh, you know, who's going to be on your trip when you get there. you going to do big party games, or are you going to only have maybe two to four people? That's going to make a big difference on what you pack. Mm-hmm. Also, stop playing cards against humanity. It's not funny. It's offensive. It makes really shitty racial and anti-Semitic jokes like it's a fucking funny and joke. And homophobic jokes. And homophobic and jokes. And sexist stuff. Ha 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 ha. Hitler's not funny. Suck a dick. But yeah, so you want to do party <laughs> games and low player count stuff, right? So it's it's stuff to pay attention to. If you're looking for good party games, you can move <laughs> to stuff. Like, um, it, it, if you like a good time, I'm a big fan of Super Fight. Yeah, we know. Debating game, you get to make a superhero and fight about it. Yeah, I know. I know the rules. Yeah. But some yeah. of us, some of us just aren't as funny on the spot, John. Yeah. Some of us got to write our jokes down. We're funnier when you can write a joke down. Yeah, play things. It's funnier. Um, <laughs> yeah, and things then is good. things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying play yeah, things. I know. Things. A, things yeah. is a funny game. Hmm. I like that game. Yeah. Or Jackbox. Just go into a fucking Xbox. Play Jackbox. No, not on vacation. Bring, bring no your Xbox X- is bring on your vacation. Xbox on, so no what you do Xbox is, is you pack on your, vacation. You pack your computer, decent sized monitor, tabletop simulator, right? No. No. That's fair. I already got to throw your phone into the ocean every time we're there, so. That's fair. Here we are. Also, consideration, don't pack stuff that's going to blow away easily if you're playing stuff outside. Yeah, sounds obvious, but you never know. Some people need a reminder. We've been there. What did we play outside that was blowing away? No, just like we are very conscious of that. It's oh, like yeah. if you're going to play like stuff, you Usually know. cards, anything with cards is going to blow away. Yeah. Which is most games yep. have some kind of card component. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, we just, we can go down the list of shit here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what a transition is to like some of the best and worst places that we played stuff while we travel. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're being weird right now. Yeah. So, um, playing in a hotel. You can play a board game in a hotel. It's okay. Um, it works best, obviously, if you have an actual table. We've definitely moved shit around in a hotel room before. Like the desk, if it'll pull out from the wall. Most of them don't because it... Yeah, yeah I know most of them don't. But sometimes if you're, you're staying in a not great place, they'll move around. <laughs> <laughs> Something that doesn't care if it crushes your toddler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no biggie. Um, so... It's fine if you have a table, but also a hotel, you know, we've stayed in hotels with a group of people of maybe like six or eight people all in their our respective rooms, and it works fine to do your party games and things like that. It's a great place to get drunk. Yeah. Or Twister, you know? Twister? Yeah. Who? When have you played Twister all in a hotel All the time. Room? Liar. <laughs> He's not telling the truth. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to anything he says. Uh, yeah, beaches. Just don't. Uh, you can like, bring your Connect Four to the beach. Yeah, but it's not a board game. You just said it was at the top. I was saying that's what we were doing. Once things open back up, we were playing Giant Connect Four. Anyway, yeah, just don't 
Beaches suck. You don't want sand getting in your board game. Hold on. What? Beaches do not suck. Beaches are not great for board games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They you suck. said beaches suck. No, I love beaches. You said beaches suck. Period. You suck. I'm just saying you you can't let the people yeah. think that we think beaches suck because we love the beach. It's true. It's my favorite place. I agree. But yeah, they suck for board games. Yes. Just don't bring it. Bring a fucking book. Enjoy the sand of the water. Talk to your friends. Yeah. You don't have to do that. I like to talk to my friends at the beach. Depends on who you're with. I don't go to the beach with people I don't like. It's fair. So if I've gone to the beach with you, that's how you know I like you. Also, if you're going to the beach right now, there's a lot of people. Just fucking run. Don't do it. I know. People suck. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, bars and pubs. Because who doesn't like to drink and play board games? And sometimes that just gets sad at your house. Mm-hmm. So. I will say we were at a brewery one time with a group of friends. We were playing Bang the Dice Game. And we had a pretty good crew. It was loud and it was busy in there. So, like... It wasn't ideal, which was our bad, but there's a whole bunch of dice in the game, and one of them uh, fell off the table and bounced around, and uh, this little kid, this little piece of shit kid, took the <laughs> die, took the die, ran off with it, and hid it in like the stupid little. It was like a play area, playhouse. That because the... you know what, the fucking brewery had a kids area with stupid kids house thing. And I, you know, that's a different topic for a different day. Obviously, I have feelings about that. But this kid would not give the dice back. Our friend was being very kind and said, hey, dude, you mind giving me back the die? And he wouldn't do it. He hid it. His mom had to go get it. Yeah. This piece of shit kid. Just hid, threw him through his house. Took the die and hid it in the, I can't remember. It's bothering me that I can't remember what the brand is that all those stupid plastic houses are. Rubber, I want to say Rubbermaid, but that's Rubbermaid, definitely not no, it. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's like the, that's like the shit that you put your winter clothes in. Yeah, I mean, in case it's not obvious, we don't have kids, so... Yeah. Whatever. Don't bring your kid to a brewery at 8.30 on a Saturday night. Nope. And, and a friend. So how many, uh, how many games or too many games to bring on vacation? The answer is, there's never enough. Nope. The limit does not exist. Fuck it. Bring them all. Yep. Uh, as many as will fit in your car. Yeah. That's what I recommend. We we drive tiny cars, um, but we have still managed to bring way too fucking many games on vacation. But well, it's almost like um, it's like FOMO, you know, like fear of mm-hmm. missing out. You never want to not pack it and then be like, really, I'm really craving this game. Mm-hmm. But then you also have to read your audience because for us, we vacation with a, like we, we vacation almost like it's like a. A, th- a 3366 split where it's like most of the time we're not vacationing with board gamers. So it's like, hey, the big sprawly fucking four hour epic board game, mm-hmm. don't bring it. Or yeah. maybe just bring one. Yeah, you don't need you don't need three or four six hour games. Yeah. You really don't. We learned that like the first year we did that. Well, someone Sitting across from me doesn't take advice on these things very well. Nope. So never will. Um, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marriage is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy I chose to marry you. Um, and uh, how to game with non uh, board gamer people? The answer is you don't. You bury their bodies in the sand and you don't ever see them again. Legal advice from John. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. If you- I mean, it would just be easier to teach them a game. Yeah. Some people just don't want to learn. 
Some people don't want to learn. But no, most people, most people would. But yeah, so uh, John, what's one of your favorite games to travel with? So we have a, a big ass list here. Um, we're not going to do them in any orders because I was writing them down as it went. Um, I love Hive Pocket. Mm-hmm. And you do it's, love that game. It's one of our like go tos for. Uh, so there's two different versions. Hive is the regular tile laying full size board game box, mm-hmm. but Hive Pocket are tiny hexagonal tiles. And it's almost like a modular chess, right? Everybody mm-hmm. starts with a number. And a simpler chess. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's I, it's simpler than chess. That's fair. I mean, people have been mastering chess for like. Ages. I'm just saying. It's easier than chess. Why are you arguing with me about this? Because that's what I do. Keep telling, talking about the game. Yeah. So you have a whole bunch of hexagonal tiles, different bugs that have different abilities. And a, the name of the game is just to sur round your opponent's queen queen b yep yeah it's a great game to travel with it literally lives in my purse um for when we go places i never take it out of my purse we never play it at home we only play it at breweries or bars is it still in your purse Mm-hmm. weird yep and we haven't been see we haven't played it since, since we were on vacation mm-hmm. in february <sighs> what a time um, yeah, some of the, one of the other games that we travel with a lot, we actually take Splendor with us a lot of places. That's one of the games that we take out of the stupid fucking box and put it in a stupid freezer bag and just pray that it doesn't bust open in, in checked, checked baggage. Yeah, because it doesn't need a defined, it doesn't have a defined board. I mean, you could buy a mat, player mat that's expensive that should have been the stupid game to begin with, but anyway, yep. um, yeah, it's easy. The cards pack up nice and quick. The the discs, tokens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everything just nice and compact. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiny Epic Galaxies is literally, the name is in it, right? Yeah, so tiny. It's a big style game that is condensed into a small box. And the Tiny Epic series does that with... Mm-hmm. Basically any kind of themed game you could think, right? For they have real. A, they have a tactics one. They There's have a, a fantasy one. one. They have a zombie one. A western one. Yeah, pirates. Mm-hmm. So it's literally the theme of how they package their games. And it's great because everything has utility, right? The box has its own... The box operates as a dice tray, so you're not like throwing shit around everywhere if you need to roll dice. And it's just cute. Yeah. The artwork is great, and it plays like a big, complex game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, another one we like to take with us everywhere is Sushi Go. Part of the reason we like to do that is because it's such an easy game to teach. That fits the low complexity. Like, it nails it right on the head. So, it's very easy to teach. There's not many components to the game. It's mostly cards. Um, you you do need, like, your menu board because we have the Sushi Go Party. The, so, the menu board the is in there. upgraded one. But really, you could... You could travel without that if you had limited space and just take the cards and keep score somewhere else. True. But that's a great game because it's so easy to teach people. Um, I, w- I brought up Super Fight uh, earlier when I said Cards Against Humanity was bullshit. It is. Um, Super Fight's cool. It comes in a uh, rectangular box just like your Cards Against Humanity bullshit set, which is now in the garbage. Thank you. Um, Did we even have a copy? It's somewhere. And I... it. If we still have it, it's somewhere so buried, I couldn't even 
tell you where it is in the house. Mm-mm, and the no next idea. time we take recycling out, we'll get rid of it. Okay. I don't know where it is, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Nope. But yeah, Super Fight's cool. Uh, it's it's like Cards Against Humanity. You're dealt a couple cards, uh, a noun, and a whole bunch of adjectives. The noun is your superhero. The adjectives are your superpowers. Mm-hmm. And once you add those together, you literally debate with other people around the table why you have the best superhero. You fight. Like you go head to head with the person next to you. Everybody else judges who's the better hero out of those. Mm-hmm. And then you move around the table. It's a quick, funny debate game if you're into that sort of thing and like running your mouth like I do. So mm-hmm. it could be. Yeah. I am less of a fan of this game. Usually because I end up sitting next to John, and I hate arguing stupid shit with John. I need to argue something with John where I know that I'm right. Yeah. Because I am right. Most of the time. Most of the time. But so that's why arguing fictional things doesn't work for me. Because we could both be right. That's how that's how I live my life. If we actually could both be right, I'm not going to argue with you. But if I am 100% right, I will argue until I'm blue in the face. Yep. I excel at stupid shit. <laughs> yep. Then uh, another game that we like to travel with, uh, we play this one a lot at breweries too, is called Quirkle. The original game of Quirkle is similar to when you were describing Hive, um, that it comes in a much bigger tile version. Um, and actually the reason we ended up picking this game up is because we saw somebody show up to a brewery with a giant version mm-hmm. of this game. They were taking the opposite approach. From what we take, they were playing with a giant, like, you know how people play with giant Jenga? Um, They showed up with giant Quirkle, where they had these big-ass pieces, and they were taking up a whole picnic table with it. I mean, it it was Saturday afternoon. It wasn't too busy. I was fine with it. And we immediately had to ask them what they were playing, because it looked like a good time. So in Quirkle, um, you're basically trying to lay your tiles down to create a pattern. Um, And the the version we have is, it comes in this nifty little pouch, too, kind of like Hive. It's a, also a very simple game, just patterns and shapes and colors. That's literally, if you can understand those things, you're good. Yep, but if you're playing with a lot of people, it does take a long time. Yeah, it does. Found that out the hard way. Um, just like uh, on the theme of laying tiles down, Bananagrams. Yes. If you've never played Bananagrams, it's a great game. I I didn't play it until you had introduced me to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like the quintessential like drinking slash bar game. Literally, it is... Uh, Scrabble on speed. Yeah, it's like Scrabble, but everybody else is... Everybody has their own play area, and you're, everybody starts with X amount of letter tiles randomly. Mm-hmm. And you flip them all over, and you're trying to arrange them all to where you use all the letters. And then if you do that, you say peel, and then everybody, including yourself, picks another tile from the center of the table... And the goal is to arrange all the tiles in a way that you're using all the letters and to have no letters left in the middle of the table. So it's yep. a dexterity, quick on your feet if you like words and spelling and shit like that. There's no scoring involved. It's just the last person to use all the tiles wins. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love this game. And another one I think it's really good to travel with is code names. I feel like at this point, almost a lot most people have played code names. Um, and if you haven't, I really think you're missing out. I love code names. So, um, in code names, you have teams of people, unless you're playing the duet version, which is just two people, mm-hmm. but normally you would need at least four, uh, to play this game and it's two versus two. 
one one side of the table has uh, like a map of all the words that are in front of you, of which ones are your teams, which ones are the other teams, and then one called the assassin. You have to give a clue. Your teammate tries to figure out which words you're describing that fit that clue, and hopefully they don't pick the wrong one and end the game. Yeah. And you can just ditch the box and bring the cards. Yeah. You don't even need to carry the whole box, especially if you're limited on space. Mm, and it's totally replayable. It's replayable forever. Yeah. And they and you like literally if you just run out of cards, you can make your own. Or buy expansions. Yeah, I mean, the game literally says if you buy different copies. Like when so we have the regular code names and we have code names duet. Um and the box the instructions literally say you can use any version that has words on them. Any cards that have words on them. Yeah. So, it's pretty flexible in that way. Um, one of my all-time uh, favorite goofy games that's just easy to play if you're sitting around a table with a handful of people is Love Letter. It's a card-based game. Essentially, mm-hmm. everybody starts out with two cards in their hand. Each uh, card has a role on it. Uh, you could be a princess. You could be the priest. You could be... A whole bunch of different like royal family. Yeah. I'm actually people. blinking on a lot of the. We haven't played it for a while, but yeah. Go ahead, keep going. Um, essentially, <laughs> you you have two rolls in your hand. You lay one down that has an ability, and then you keep one in your hand. The one that you keep is the role that you are for the remainder of the round. As long as you've got that card in your hand, that's your identity. Yep, and you're literally just going around the table trying to guess who everybody is, and if you're right, that person's eliminated. If you're wrong, they stay and keep going. Yeah, I mean the ultimate goal is that you're trying to deliver a letter to the princess, so you want to have the role at the end that is as close to the princess as possible. Yeah. And it's easy. Mm -hmm. It's quick to teach. It's goofy. It's a player elimination game, and the rounds move quick. Mm Mm-hmm. It's definitely quick. Yeah, and then one of the last ones, we've already talked about this game on a few episodes um, at this point. Uh, It's called uh, Caffeine Hit. It's just a deck of cards. It doesn't get any easier. Like, a de- it's a specific deck. You can't just play with a regular playing cards. But it's just a box filled with cards um, where you're making different sets. And uh, y- you put on here how it travels in its own coffee mug. If I'm traveling and limited on space, I'm not taking that coffee mug with me. But it's so easy. No, it's not. It's not. I disagree. It doesn't fit on the shelf. But you are insistent on leaving it in this stupid mug. It's great. I like the mug. The mug's coming. No, it's not. I'm going to take it out of the mug. If you take it out of the mug, I'm going to bring the mug separately, and then it just takes up more space, so you you lose. You you think? Mm -hmm. You want to try me? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. I I will be doing most of the packing tomorrow, so we'll see. That's rude. We Uh, shall see. Oh, yeah, we're going on a mini vacation. That's kind of what inspired this episode. A mini vacay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, some of the our favorite vacations that we've been on, we play board games. Myrtle Beach, we discussed this. Uh, whenever we go to Myrtle Beach, we stay in a condo because we like to have all the space to sprawl out and like a big table to put all our games on. We like to make whoever came with us on this vacation, usually my BFF Casey, and make her play all the games with us the whole time. Yeah. And I think, I am I was thinking about this one of the last times we talked. There's only one game I think we brought to play with Casey that I could I could tell from the second we started playing she didn't like it. 
Dragon Castle. It was Dragon Castle, yes. Too quiet. Too quiet of a game for Casey. Not enough talking. Not enough yelling at each other. Gotta sink. <laughs> but I'm just saying, uh, that's one. That's that's our that's our favorite vacation spot. I would say at least our favorite vacation spot that's uh, uh, able to be repeated. That's true. Because it's affordable. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere else is really expensive. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anywho, um, we're where we're going tomorrow. Uh, Long Beach Island, New Jersey. My family's from New Jersey. Uh, come fight me, bro. Why? Why would anybody fight you? I don't know. People shit on New Jersey a lot. You right? shit on New Jersey a lot. I know, but I could do that. I'm from there. That's not how it works. Yeah, it is. That's exactly how it works. That's not how it works. How does it work? Not like that. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, we're actually going to be spending time with family who are also big into board games, which is a lot of fun. So we're going to get to nerd out and... Play a whole bunch of random stuff that we haven't uh, played before, and it's fun because while uh, I'm good at explaining games that we've already played, I suck at learning new games. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our friends coming along, uh, Keegan and uh, Heather, they're they're much better at rules than we are, yep. and it's nice to not have to sit there and learn something and then teach somebody at the same time because yeah. I am lazy by nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and. Um, one of the, our other favorite places was obviously we went to Hawaii. Uh, we brought Hive with us and playing cards. Mm-hmm. Couldn't play the playing cards outside for the reason we described the wind. Wanted to take them away everywhere. Um, but we played Hive a lot while we were there. Yeah. I think we busted out Tiny Epic Galaxies too. Can't remember if we did. I don't remember. I know we, it came with us. I don't remember if we played it, but... Yeah, 10 out of 10. Go to Hawaii if you get the chance. Yeah, go to Hawaii to play Hive. Yeah. You know, if you can afford it. (laughs) Makes sense. Please travel halfway across the world, almost, just so you can play Hive. Hive, it's like 20 bucks. You got your flights, like 450. A week in Hawaii is like... A bajillion dollars. Yeah, and then the flight back. You don't need to eat. You can just kind of do whatever. You don't need to eat. Yeah. You, like, when you you're were, in Hawaii, you need to eat. No, you need to drink coffee. You don't need to eat. You'll be all right. Yeah, well. Like, how long could you go without eating? Not very long. Uh, you can go longer than not drinking water. Well, yeah. That wasn't the question. Yeah. What point are you trying to make here? Like, how to make it affordable. You have to eat. Yeah. Maybe. Food is essential and important. Makes life worth living. That's fair. Yeah, and then, uh, was it November? November of last year? Mm hmm. 500 years ago? Yeah, feels like it. We went to go visit your best friend Casey in Murray, Kentucky, which I am not from small town America. Um, I do enjoy going. It's strange. I grew right up, I grew up outside New York City, for those who don't know. And, uh, you know, small town New Jersey is like, 20,000 fucking people. Too many people. Too many people. And everywhere else, when you talk about small town America, is small. You're talking about 2,000 people, maybe less in a town. There's more than that in Murray, Kentucky. No, but I'm saying like in small town America. But like Murray, Kentucky is a college town. Mm-hmm. And I, it was the first time I'd been there. That's where you went to grad school. That's where Casey went to grad school. And Casey we, went to undergrad there too. Oh well, sorry. Um, sorry. A fucking board what game are you shop. apologizing for? I don't know. Murray's it was, great. It's, 
I mean, it was fun to visit. Murray's great. But they have a fucking board game shop. Yeah, I know. They didn't have that there when I was in grad school, though. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it was a great board game shop, too. There were so many options. Mm -hmm. We were limited by the fact that we were getting on a plane to go back on what what we could purchase, but... You're going to make it? Get the beer burps? I got the beer burps, yeah. It's okay. I'm trying not to burp in the ears of all the people who will be listening to us. Well, now that we discussed it, you may as well have. I feel like it's it's better to discuss it than it is to burp in their ears. Yeah. Um, Please feel free to send us an email on your opinions about that, boredtodeathpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And thank me for not burping in your ears. Or, you know, your favorite vacation places. That too. Both. We'll take both. Yeah. Opinions on burps and uh, vacations. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, we always like to talk about some stuff that we've been playing since the last time you heard our stupid voices in your ear holes. Uh, we're still playing Space Park. Yep, still playing it. We just taught it to somebody new who hadn't, you know, played it because they weren't here for a long time. We haven't even owned the game for that long. We only owned it for like a month. I know. We just taught it to somebody new. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. We taught it. Easy to teach. Great mm-hmm. game. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we've been playing Istanbul Dice because it's a quick game to play with somebody you haven't seen in a while as well. If you're... We're all familiar with the mechanics, so if you want to shoot the shit, roll the dice. Roll that dice. And then we bought Deep Vents, which we started playing, and then we realized we ran out of time after we learned all the rules and were comfortable with how the gameplay worked. Yeah, it's uh, it seems very complicated in its gameplay, like in terms of like strategy. Uh, but I, I think we've got the general mechanics down. Yep. Now. Uh, it's by Red Hat Games. It's pretty Red, Red Raven. Raven. Red, Red Raven Games. Red Hat's different. Red Hat's a completely different company. Yep. Like, I, I don't think it's a board game company at all. Well, fuck it then. Red Raven Games. I'm wrong. Uh, essentially, you're laying down hexagonal tiles? I think so. To build an underwater ecosystem. What's the shape that has six sides? I think. Hexagonal. Is it? Okay. Because mm-hmm. there are six sides, I think. Yeah. That's why I said it. I don't trust you. You have to understand. Oh, God, I'm not yeah, so you're, you're laying down these tiles. You're trying to have the most um, the most intricate ecosystem underwater. Is it six? Oh, my God. What, what the... F- okay. You, you uh, looked up hexagonal instead yeah, of hexagon. I said hexagonal. It's of a, or pertaining to a fucking hexagon. Fuck you, dictionary. What, well, why did you put hexagonal? Because that's what I said. The word was hexagon. Yeah, six sides. Well, I'm really glad you wasted everyone's time with that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's a very beautiful game thus far. Uh, we cannot report back on who has won nope. yet because we have not finished a game. No. Nope. But we understand how to play, so that's <laughs> most of the battle. Yeah. So, hopefully we'll bring that along with us this weekend and uh, we'll be able to say whether we like it or not. It took fucking forever to get here. Well, yeah, we ordered it. We talked to y'all about not ordering from Amazon um, and going to your local board game shop. Uh, We actually ordered this directly from Red Raven Games from their website because they were having a sale. And the game finally came back in stock because it was out of stock for so long that we just decided we would order it directly from the publisher. Yeah. That's not like ordering it from Amazon, but it's also not supporting a local board game shop. So it's both. Yeah. It's better than ordering from Amazon. But not as good as going to a board game shop, right? I think so. On the spectrum? I, I think it's kind of how you pick your poison, right? Mm-hmm. All the money's directly going to the developer, but you pay a premium price at a board game shop, which is clearly higher than you'd pay at a developer. Mm-hmm. Because 
Well, they got to make their money, too. Yeah, you're paying for access. Yep. Uh, yeah, but we're also still on the video game front, still uh, mining those gems and shit on Deep Rock. Deep Rock. Galactic. Yep. I was going to let you get it. there. Yeah, uh, there's still I still can't play as a lady dwarf, which I have feelings about. The update isn't out yet. Yeah, you you keep saying there's an update. This is bullshit. That's what I mean. That's what they said. I I don't care. It's wrong. Yeah. There should be an update right now. I want to play as a lady dwarf. One of our friends got so annoyed by the voices, the character dialogue <laughs> that they fucking muted the voices, which is great. I mean, it doesn't bother me. I respect, I respect the efforts though. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Just drinking beer, mining. Mining gold and shit, being a space dwarf. Space dwarf. Yeah. We just we just uh, got promoted. We got promoted. It took Fuck a yeah. long time. It took a really long time. We put a lot of fucking hours into this game. Yeah. That's the only video game I've been playing lately. Yeah, I'm still playing Call of Duty on my own. Just as like a uh, kind of fuck off, do stump by myself kind of game. Your life is so hard. It is. Well, I can't work from home, so I can only Must work be at nice. work. It is. It's not. I'd rather work at home. Whatever. There's that. I've been working at home. How long has it been? March, April, May, June. Seventeen three months. months. Yep. Math checks. Has out. it really only been three months? It feels like seven years. Seven. That's how long three months feels. Seven years. Sure does. Well, I, with that being said, you guys could find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Just search uh, "Bored to Death Podcast." Yep. Bored to Death Podcast dot com. Yep, and then uh, wherever you guys listen to podcasts, just bored to death. Search us, listen to us, subscribe, leave we, a review. You got that helps here somehow. That, yeah, that, that helps our visibility. I haven't checked if we had any uh, new reviews. Probably not. Um, we could do a thing where if you leave us a review, maybe we'll read your review. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be a good idea. Sure. If you leave us a review, we will read it uh, on the podcast. Let's see. We have nine ratings on Apple Podcasts. That's it. Yep, but we have a perfect 5.0. Well, thanks, people. We only still have the one review. Um, no, I already talked about Concerned Mama. We have one from our dear friend PJ. Um, she said, great information for everyone, from beginners to experienced game players. So funny to listen to. I laugh out loud. Can't wait until the next one. Thanks, PJ. Yep. You're the best. Then the next nine, you're just like, suck a dick. I mean, if you, you're going to make me read that out loud, that's whatever. I'll do it. And here I have are. no shame. Nope. I mean, I have a little shame, but, like, not that much, so. No. It's going to take more than that to embarrass me. But, yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're always here. We like playing board games. Share <laughs> us around. Uh, yeah, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Is that what people do? Be like, hey, yo, check this out. But they whisper it, so it's, like, kind of creepy. Hey, Hey, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Nobody says hey, that, though. Hey, hey. Just, like, like wait outside their house. Like, you haven't seen him in months. And they're like, yo, 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 yo. Like, from the bushes. I'm really and- not drunk enough to be sitting here with you having this conversation. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in that case, until next time, I'm John. I'm Kayla. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter.